Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this one. We have Jazz Takar here uh, live from his studio in our studios that are also in separate places and aren't really studios. But welcome to the Insurance Dudes. I really appreciate this. Love the energy you guys are bringing already. I'm going to have to make sure I go on a level 10 just to not only match you guys, but I'm going to try to beat your energy today. Yeah, well, (laughs) we actually like to take it to 11, if that's all right. Well, look, since we're doing that, I mean, 13 13 is my lucky number, so I'm going to try to take it there. (laughs) Let's blow right past Spinal Tap and go to 13. I love it. I love it. So we're going to dive in and start it with Speed Breakers. I don't know if you've heard the podcast or know anything of it, but anybody can do Speed Breakers. So I'll be looking down here at the uh, sheet. Still haven't memorized them. Are you ready, sir? I am. Let's go. All right. Okay. You answer fast. Have you ever had a mullet? No. First crush. Heidi Lambert, grade six. Most, uh, most embarrassing thing your mom ever caught you doing. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that on this podcast. That's good. You're <laughs> honest. Fastest speed ever driven. 120 miles. Good. I like that because we can't convert. So thank you. Favorite cereal. <laughs> Frosted Flakes. How many kids have you I made cry, sir? Too. Have you made uh, cry? Please wait for the whole question. <laughs> I don't know, 52. <laughs> that sounds good. Count Chocula, count Chocula or Count Dracula? Oh, Dracula. Fastest mile. That's two Draculas today. Fastest mile. What, that I ran? See, we don't put any matter. qualifications. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, okay. I would say I've done... 12 laps around my track in 12 minutes. I don't know how much miles that is. That sounds pretty close. <laughs> Favorite flavor? Yeah. We don't oh, use any strawberry. units. Yeah, see? Strawberry. Dogs or cats? <laughs> oh, dogs. Now, this may be sort of for you being from Canada, but tacos or burritos? Oh, all day long burritos. <laughs> oh, interesting. Favorite, uh, favorite video game? FIFA. Oh, I really liked that. Was a lot of fun. I remember that. Oh, and I guess yeah. they probably still have it, but I remember the old one. Oh, they do. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. a PlayStation uh-huh. now. Yeah, yeah, and of course, the everybody's favorite Trump or Biden, and you don't have to answer that one. So thank you. Uh, look, you made I, it. Look, I, 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 <laughs> let me just answer because I really love Trump's tweets. Watching uh-huh. his one-minute highlight reels yeah. between the two. I mean, it's really hard to choose, I got to say. Watching from afar. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. That's true, right? He was an awesome tweeter. Like, he had some good content. But Biden's rants and his are really interesting. And they make for amazing memes. So what makes for better content? More entertaining. That's the question. Yeah. You Mm. know what? I was watching Ben Shapiro not too long ago, a couple of maybe about four or five days ago. And he brought up a talk of it was a segment. Sorry. Who wins Biden or the teleprompter? And the teleprompter (laughs) won out for like four days straight. 
(laughs) Biden was lost. He could not read and stay up with this teleprompter. So, I mean, Trump had some amazing content, but Biden's catching up. That's for sure. Is was that is that inability to read and inability to see or just not even being there? Like what is prompts the uh... I think it's a mixture of all all three, but definitely (laughs) the the latter there. I don't think he's all there right now, man. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some Mm -hmm. age hitting him really hard right now. Yeah. And I don't know. And you can safely say this from Canada. I don't know if we're going to get a knock on the door now. Are we safe, Jason? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I know I can sit here and say that. (laughs) They might not extract you, but we're in, we could be in trouble. <laughs> we could. With what's we been could. going on there, I, I, you're right, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Canada is locked down, right? You can't really do much. Is that true? Or you can't locked visit? Down. Yeah. Com- yeah. No, I mean, we're in complete lockdown again. Wow. At March, March, April 2020, we went into this complete lockdown for probably about three months. And then there was like a semi-lockdown throughout the summer. All the way into the USA. Yeah, I don't know what the heck. There was like three phases. You, you could go to a restaurant, right. but four of you can sit. And there was like, you could sit outside <laughs> for a little bit, like 30 who, minutes. Who comes like up with map. the equations, like the metrics yeah. on this thing? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, who's coming but up If with you're all standing, all? mask, sitting, no mask. Legs folded, no it's mask. okay. Legs. Can yeah, you yeah, cross yeah. your leg and not have a mask on? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's so true. I'm going to cross Well, it's legs. almost like, okay, there's no going outside. There's no going inside. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no eating, but you can <laughs> eat with three people. Like, there's some weird-ass rules that are around right. us right now, and we'll see how long this lasts for. Very confusing so, times. Yeah. How do Canadians feel about the vaccine? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the number just one of I read a stat literally 30 minutes ago, 65% of Canadians have gotten their first dose. Wow. That and still locked down and still locked down. Yeah. But to answer your question, that tells me that most people are bullish for a lack of a better word on getting it. So 65% have got their first dose. We are seeing some protests here in downtown Toronto where you're having a lot of people come out and say don't wear masks and don't take the vaccine. I mean each to their own. I leave everyone I mean whoever's an adult, you can make your own decision. Now the funny enough, I mean we're starting to see some emails come through. I got a seven year old and a five year old, so I mean it's not in my home, but my niece nieces and nephews who are twelve to sixteen, they're getting emails saying, hey, like, tell your parents that it's safe to get a vaccine and they should take you to go get vaccinated. Wow. I got a little problem with that. I got a little That's problem very with that. interesting. That's very interesting. weird. That reminds me of a country in Europe during the 40s. Like yes. Recruiting right. the kids yes. to do stuff. Yeah. I won't name any yeah. names. Early 40s. But Early right. 40s, right? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know what country you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's a little long. Right? Like, since when did we think 12 year olds should be making those kind of decisions, right? So Very that, interesting. Um, They're not saying if they don't turn them in, are they? No, not yet. Right. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, that's, not that's yet. A... Okay. Well, that would be the next step, and that would be frightening. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you are a huge producer of content and really big in real estate sales in Canada. I'd love you to walk us through producing That's an content. Odd, choice. odd phrasing there. Well, I'm an odd <laughs> I'd person. I'd love you to. <laughs> yeah. I'd love you to take us there and talk about content creation because clearly we don't know how to or what we're doing. And I, I'd love to hear from a pro. Well, I know um, uh, your listeners and your audience obviously disagrees with you. And they know that you're just pulling everyone's leg in that sense. I mean, to I know how hard as a fellow content creator it is to book guests and just put yourself yeah. out there. So big kudos to you guys, man. And, Thank you. And, and your team. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure just you two can't do this on your own. No, um, we tried. So, no. Uh, yeah, I know you guys did. And it just didn't. You know, it couldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened. But for me, it really started three years ago ago to consistently produce in that range of three years ago, I probably started just with the podcast and then it was only audio. Then I went to video and then I quickly learned that, oh, okay, with a 30 minute, 45 minute podcast with video, what mm -hmm. I can do with it, I can get to 18, 19 pieces of content just out of one podcast. Okay, imagine if I could do two macro pillar pieces of content, which could be a podcast, it could be a Q&A show, it could be a webinar. I can produce more content, I can actually put it out more, which will hopefully bring me more awareness with the people that I'm trying to attract and repel the ones that I don't want to work with because yes. they now, guys and gals, right? They get to make a decision when they, they either see me, heard me, read a blog, read a caption, saw an image. They can say, you know what? I really like this good-looking Indian guy who waves his hands all day. I do want to work with him. Yes. Or, ugh. There's something wrong with that Indian yeah. looking, not so good looking Indian guy who wears a T-shirt, but yet talks to people about creating wealth in real estate. I want my advisor in real estate to be in a suit and a tie and speak very well. Yeah. And so that's not what you're going to find with me. And so right. that's when I put this content creation on steroids and where I said, mm. okay, I'm going to build a whole team. And so in real estate, I'm sure you guys get it and your audience gets it. You get like stuff in the mail, the just listed, the just sold. You get people who cold call you and door knock you. And I'm an avid, avid believer that in sales, throw everything up against the wall, see what sticks, see what you like to do, and then continue to do that. And all those things work. It's just for me, I didn't want to do any of that. I liked <laughs> creating content. And so that's where I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to spend all my marketing dollars into building a what I call my personal media squad. So I have seven. I have a creative director. I have uh, three videographers and editors. I have wow. animators now. Oh. Nostalgic cartoons and a video of me turned it into a cartoon it's a, a little jazz we call him and now i'm able to scale that out as well right more like what walt disney did with the mickey mouses and the donald ducks right that's kind of my thought process with that that okay i can actually little cartoon jazz can do a lot more than real jazz can right and so yeah i have a copywriter an ad person as well and so i put all my money back into the business into content creation which just gets me in front of more people and then uh, eventually that gets me more deals how much of that content that you create is dropped for organic versus paid traffic 
Yeah, so for me, it's probably about 80% is organic. I've been cultivating a database, um, for a lack of a better word, I call them my insiders, for the last 16 years that I've been in real estate. Wow. Uh, I look over to my whiteboard just to see what what the numbers look like as they get updated at the start of the week. It's 9,280 people. So my community is quite wide now in terms of scale. However, I produce, and the main reason I started with the production of content, that's kind of what I really want to get out to your audience today is that I started this solely for one reason. I just wanted to give tools to my current community so they can introduce me to their family and friends, right? Like in the real estate business, it's a harder ask if I say, hey guys, when you know somebody who's thinking about buying, selling and investing, can you please introduce them to me? (laughs) Can you refer them? It's a harder ask, right? Yeah, Yeah, and what's the chances of the stars aligning and the timing being perfect that you know somebody right at that time? So what I thought to myself is, okay, let me give my guys and gals some tools which would be video, audio, blogs, Instagram, two, three-minute clips, and all that kind of stuff, where they can now introduce me to their friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors, as well as I can use that content and repurpose it in my emails, in my newsletters. Hey, did you see this video? Like Now, I'm going to say only about 50 to 60% of my content is real estate. Mm -hmm. I have other passions. There's more to me than just real estate. There's my passion for entrepreneurship. I like to start companies. I like to start businesses. I like to have a team around me. So there's 46 real estate agents on my team and 11 support staff. I like to document the journey of the ups and downs of that. Like I've failed way more times than I've ever succeeded. And so I want others to see that. So I chose to also show that content. But if someone's listening and saying, dude, I don't really give a crap about like the entrepreneurship stuff. I like to sell insurance. I like to sell boats, but I also have a passion about FIFA soccer. I have a passion about the Avengers, the movies. What I would say to that person is talk about that. Because you know what? Imagine you can sell insurance to only avid Avenger fans. How much would you enjoy your business? So much more. And if you don't think you can design your business around your life, you're just wrong. You could. Like you literally could design your business around your life. But it starts with getting the clarity, in my opinion, of what you want why you want it because when shit gets hard and people tell you you look like an idiot on producing this content you sound like an idiot it's going to be hard it's going to be hard and so your why better be strong and then let the universe take care of the how that's the universe's job not your job rogan always talks about the comments and just don't read the comments what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i I have a question if you want to get beat up, that's a place to go. Right. Go to the, <laughs> the, the cesspool of the, yeah, the cesspool of negativity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a question. So real estate, I guess it's more accepted now doing this. I mean, I'm sure two years ago, it would have been a lot less accepted. Now you start telling people, hey, I'm going to start filming myself and showing all kinds of pieces of content. The first thing we, I mean, I've gotten this and I'm sure you have where it's like, there's people think, especially like your family, you're being a little narcissistic here. (laughs) You get those kind of comments or, you know, you definitely get pushback. So a, what really catapulted you into doing this? And then obviously along the ride, you have to justify what you're doing and spend and time. So at some point you start, 
looking at some sort of KPIs on your return of investment. And so I'm, I know now you got that down and now you're able to get a ton of content out of less work. I kind of want to just take that journey from the beginning to the end point and how you're able to get so much out of so little now and how you were able to navigate from the beginning of the haters. <laughs> yeah. So luckily for me, my wife has always called me a narcissist. Like she's just always been with her for 20 years. When she started saying it, when the video started coming out, I was like, well, there's nothing really new. Now we're just going to put it on video. Um, but half kidding. I do have the two kids that I mentioned, but I don't show my kids. I don't actually show my wife as well. She just doesn't want to be part of it from that. Yeah, she doesn't want to watch it anyway, just like ours. She doesn't want to watch it anyways. Yeah, you pretty much um, can yeah, say whatever odd. you want. <laughs> yeah, I say whatever I want. She doesn't watch any of the content. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yes, when we started around here in my office, there's 1,300 in the organization. So I'm under the umbrella of a real estate brokerage. My 44 agents and the 11 support staff were branded under this uh, company called Royal LePage Signature. It's just a real estate company. It's a franchise. But we built our team and everyone under this franchise of 1,300. When wow. they started, even till this day, I'm in the corner. I asked the broker. I've, I've known them for 11, 12 years now. I said, listen, put us in the back. You know kind of how we like to do business. We like to open up some scotch around here on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. If we, you know, it's if we like you, we like to. Yeah, it's hump day. Why wouldn't you? We like to play some music and then we like to do a lot of recordings. And so I set this room. There's a bunch of whiteboards around me, but then there's also some graffiti in this room for one of my backdrops. And then there's this media wall behind me. And then we got a bunch of uh, cameras in here. And then I got my videographers walking around and content people, videographers and editors. I mean, I can say this because they've been around me for a long time and I think they, they're different. Like they're not salespeople. They like to put their headsets on. They work at different times. They want to dress the way that they want to dress. So I've built that culture in the back. But these other 1300 agents were like, what the F are you up to back there? This, none <laughs> yeah. of this makes sense. Like, and on top of that, like I've written a book on how to buy, sell and invest in real estate on your own. I don't sell this book. I'm not showing it to you as a promotion piece. I'm saying it because I've always tried to disrupt the industry a little bit. So when I came out with this book a couple of years ago, I mean, I was already a little hated on by the real estate agents because I tell people like, you don't need a real estate agent at all. Legally, you don't need one. Here's everything. I'm going to tell you everything that we do because I know 99% of you are never going to do it on your own anyways. Right. Just like anything else in life, you can teach me how to change the oil on my car. I'll leave my car in the middle of the highway before I try to change a spark plug. I'm going to leave it called the deal. Like most people are like that. And so what I decided to do is say, I'm only going to focus my branding and my messaging around teaching people how to do it on their own. I don't do a lot of call to action stuff which is different than what you see on those just listed, just sold. It's not like call me. It's like, here's the education. Go do a digital deep dive on me. When you're ready to do business, we'll go to the next step. So I think I was built for it to answer the first part of your question. Like, how did you deal with all the negativity and what people were saying? Because fast forward three years, I mean, there's more people now that hired maybe a videographer to follow them for half a day. I have it on all times, right? Because I had the foresight and I put it to one guy. I had an opportunity to do a podcast with Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, not too long, I don't know, two and a half years ago or something. And after him and I are done, I spent 
myself, my co-host slash VP, my business partner, as well as one of my videographers, we spent all day in his office. Um, let me go around to every single one of his people, like a full day spent in his office. But Gary, what he did is he pulled me aside. He's like, bro, I'm telling you right now, you just continue to do what you're doing. I guarantee you the business will come. And God bless that guy's soul, man, because it's exactly what happened to your point about KPIs. My true KPI is what people say to me in emails, direct messages. And now when I get onto Zoom calls or when people come into this room, which is like, okay, like we already know how to invest and we know we want to work with you. Can you just tell us which one? And that, after being in real estate for 16 years, but really, truly, there's a reason that red phone is behind me, because it's a reminder that I've been in sales for 26 years. It's all I've ever done since I was 12 years old. I've had no other job. I've always been working uphill, right? Like to build a rapport, how it is in the first 20 minutes of a sales call or a sales meeting. You're just trying to like give them the pitch of like what you do, what your company does and that's all taken care of now. Like, it's almost like, wow, if you haven't seen a piece of content, no disrespect, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, Mr. and Mrs. Client, but here's a video. Take a look at it because it's going to answer a majority of your questions. I'm still here to answer any of your questions, and so is my team. But I want you to get a, a taste of us first because you know what? At one point, there's going to probably be an F-bomb that's thrown in our relationship. And if that's going to throw you off... Uh, let's not get started because it's not worth right. wasting your time or my time. We're going to throw the F-bomb right at the get. Like, so <laughs> we're going to let you know who you're working with. And look, it's translated into close to 650 to 700 homes every single year we do, year over year for the last seven to eight years. It's amazing how I much... your question about the KPIs. Yeah. I want to make sure I brought yes. that answer. So, I mean, I don't look at the metrics from a... Because it's different, right? When you send out a flyer, you can see how many people called you with content. It's a little different. And for anybody who's listening or watching right now, you need to do this for about 18 months before you'll break through the ice in that sense, where you will now get to, you'll notice the brand awareness and you'll get the DMs and the calls of, oh my God, I just, I'm surprised I'm doing business with you. I'm surprised I'm giving you a call. You're almost like a, a Z-list celebrity in that sense. And it just helps the sale. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100,000 in premium yes. off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes, it's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will, it's live and it will show you the process, the entire process. Mm, Super awesome. Mm, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. 
live. I'm into it too. It's going to be well, awesome. And it's a it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content and free um the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents, this is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, All right.